0: locker room talk with dc and jb presented by to each their own sports how do you see life is good
1: here we go all right everybody welcome to the fifth episode of locker room talk here with dc and JB presented by Teach Their Own Sports. I'm DC. That's JB. And it's Super Bowl weekend. There's nothing better than it. Super Bowl week, Monday, February 6th. The Super Bowl airs on February 12th at 6:30 State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. And we just had the Pro Bowl this past weekend. Thank God that's over. On to the on to the good stuff. Even though they tried to change it and put flag football in there and everything, I might have watched it for a couple minutes and then it just turned into a kind of like background noise um, as I was was actually being productive on Sunday for the first time in 18 weeks um, because there was no football on, really. So what a time. Cannot wait for the Super Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to be wearing white and the Philadelphia Eagles will be wearing their – green jerseys so that will that kind of sets the scene for what the Super Bowl is going to be and it should be a, a, a really good game and should be awesome
2: yeah I really can't wait uh, I think it's going to be a great game of two kind of uh, opposing forces and we'll see How it ends up, but I think we're in store for a good game. Kind of a, it's been a consistently good playoffs for the most part. Besides that NFC Championship, that kind of got out of hand uh, from the Niners because you know that quarterback troubles. But yeah, a lot to talk about. I
1: I don't, yeah, I don't want to get you off your point really quick. But something I just noticed is you said that there was two really bad games in the playoffs in total, and the Eagles were on the good side of both of them. Yeah, that's true. So that's something that's something to to definitely think about because the Eagles have been nothing short of dominant in the playoffs. And that was kind of a question mark going into it um, because yeah. of, because of the hurts injury, because of the, the they way looked. they end. I mean, we even said it on here. Yeah. yeah. And at the end of the season, it was kind of like, okay, this isn't the same team we've seen for the last 15 weeks or so.
2: Yeah. A lot of injuries, yeah. a line a lot banged
1: of, up. Yeah. Yeah. And even PB's like lane banged jump. up. We've given Lane Johnson his his fair share of credit because what he's doing right now is absolutely absurd, and he's only going to be healthier in the Super Bowl because he's gotten yeah. two weeks off playing through basically a torn groin, which is just crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like this team has been absolutely dominant. That's why they come into the Super Bowl as a favorite over over the Chiefs right now at minus one and a half. Um, it's they're they're looking really good, man. And the Chiefs the Chiefs are in a tough position because they got some injuries on this team. Whereas, whereas now the Eagles are not so injured, right? Like, yeah, like yep. take me, take me through some of these injuries you got on here.
2: Yeah. So the Eagles are pretty much completely healthy, at least uh, from an injury report report perspective lane johnson's probably gonna play and yeah that's about it for them but for the chiefs you have me cole harman he's doubtful with i think he had a what, what was his injury uh, like a sternum. it was a it was
1: a pelvis
2: pelvis yes yeah, yeah he,
1: well he re and, and then he re-aggravated he was out for like eight weeks and then he reaggravated aggravated it when he got like basically bent forward yeah it was championship game
2: um Juju's going to be questionable. Kadarius Tony's going to be questionable. Sneed and Gay both questionable.
1: So, and that's and honestly, probably more important on that defensive side, yeah. right? With Sneed Absolutely. and Gay questionable, like yeah, that they need that defense to be locked and loaded because the Eagles' offense is, I think, is the best in the league. Especially well, right now they're better than the Chiefs right now on offense, which is scary because. They might even be better than them on defense too. Yeah. They're just more dynamic. The Chiefs. What are the Chiefs going to do? What's their plan? How How can the Chiefs win this game? Like, uh,
2: so I would say that the Chiefs have the best chance of winning if they just throw the ball down the field. I think that's their way to win. They got to put up points. They got to play with the lead. They have to. They have to. They have to get off to like a. I don't know, if like fourteen to seven. I like. They yeah, it got to score two of the first three touchdowns of the game. And Here's the thing.
1: Estimate. Yeah, here's the thing for sure. If if they have the choice to receive or defend to start the game, it is one thousand percent receive and score first. Yeah, you need the ball first against Philly. You don't need it first, but you need to be on top. You need to score in the first. beginning of the game. You need to score first, and that's and score touchdowns, obvi- not yes. field goals. Right, and that's well, and that's proven to be hard against the Eagles in terms of not only their defense, but if you don't get the ball first, they're probably going to score and they're going to take off like seven or eight minutes. And they're just either that, or it's going to take two seconds and they're going to hit AJ Brown on a bomb or Devonta Smith on a bomb. But usually the way they score is they methodically move down the field. They chew the clock, they run the ball. They're very efficient in the passing game and it's hard to stop. Obviously like they have gotten their way with, every team throughout the season and so far in the playoffs, like Jalen hurts is a starting quarterback right now. Dude is like 15 or 16 and one this season, including the playoffs. Like that's absurd.
2: Yeah. I I do think though, I have some reservations on that shoulder still. I think that, you know, I don't think he's a hundred percent. I don't think he's pretty, I don't think he's like 90%. So uh, if I'm Spagnola and he's, you know, he's a, Great big game defensive coordinator. I'm testing him. I'm making Hertz throw the ball. Um he he did struggle. He missed a few throws. You know, I know they won by a lot. He did miss a few throws, especially in that first half. And it was he did, a little yeah. bit tight against the Niners. He missed Brown on a yep I think down he the Brown right sideline. On the right, yeah. yep, on the sideline. He missed Devonte Smith a couple times. You know, he you know, he's he just doesn't look like he did in the regular season. He looks a little banged up. So that's what I'm doing if I'm Spagnola making Hurts throw and you have to contain and you have to be ready for the read option. You have to, you know, you can't commit like Bosa. I think it was right. like a bit of a pride thing how the Niners are just so good on defense. They really weren't accounting for any read options. They were just instinctually attacking either the running back or the quarterback and guessing wrong. A lot of the time, you can't guess against the Eagles. They're too good. You you can't guess. Yeah,
1: you just have to set the edge. You have to be patient. You can't nope. got to be patient. You have to be able to give like, it's kind of what it is. You're not really going to get them. And I think you said pride kind of got in the way a little bit because you're looking for tackles for loss. Like you, right. you're not going to get that against the Eagles. Their no. O-line's too good. And, like, you just – you have to get him into, like, a third and six, a third and seven situation and make Hertz pick it up with his arm, basically, and and put a spy on him on third and seven and make sure he can't run for it, which is also something because of that shoulder that it seems like he hasn't really been doing as much. Um, You know, and we'll get into that in terms of the betting side of it later because his yards are at, like, 46 and a half. And I don't – it just doesn't seem like he's going to – he's even getting the attempts – that, that he, you know, during the season. There were some games where he had 100 yards in the first quarter or the first half. It's like he's not doing that so much right now. Right. But he's also had two weeks off. So it's like you have two weeks off that shoulder. It's got to feel better. There's no way it feels worse. And it's the Super Bowl. It's the last game of the year. So, like, he's going to put it on the line. You'd have to assume. Yeah. But, but the, yeah, if the Chiefs are going to win this game, man, they got to – they they absolutely have to – I don't want to say get the ball first, but they have to score first, right? Because it's not going to come down to the coin flip that starts the game, but it's got to be score first. And if Philly goes down and scores, hold them to a field goal.
2: And no, no, like throwing the ball, whatever Mahomes did against the Bengals. You can't have any stupid turnovers like the the, the, the slip out of the arm. Like that cannot happen. You throw a pick, like, you know, you throw a, interception as a punt, you know that's not that big of a deal but you know no pick sixes no fumbles in your own territory no silly you know sometimes Mahomes has a you know he could be a little bit loose with his yeah protection for the ball so none of that but uh, I mean that goes without saying so
1: yeah but so uh, actually one thing that I didn't even have written down here but I want to shed light on is in the two games that the Eagles have Played in the playoffs, it seems like every time they got the football, they were, they were either on the like their own thirty-five yard line or closer to their destination in a touchdown. Like they literally never got pinned, and they yep. always had good field possession because possession because their their defense is amazing. They get turnovers, yeah. they get sacks, so they get,
0: cheap second and good.
1: fifteen, second and seventeen. So that's a that's definitely something that the Chiefs have to do. Is they were make sure that field they they have to, they, they have to pick up first the downs.
2: There the Bengals were consistently pinned in their own territory, and that last drive where you thought maybe the Bengals could pull it out when it was a tie game, they started I think at like the ten, and then there was a penalty, you know, and you know the Eagles aren't a very penalized offensive line, or you know they're not going to get bailed out as much, you know, that way per se, but. Yeah, I think that's a good way to beat this team is, you know, pitting them in their own territory if you're the Chiefs and making Hertz try the length of the field. But, you know, that's a double edged sword, be- sword because if they're able to do that, then they're killing, you know, five, six, seven, maybe eight minutes of the clock right. if they right. score touchdowns. So, uh, but that's,
1: know. but that goes hand in hand with getting an early lead and, right. and securing that yes. because then all, Make Hurts be a drop-back quarterback. Right, right. Not that in the first quarter they would have, like, the sense of urgency, like, we got to go, we're down seven. But if you stay ahead in the game and you continue to win that field possession battle, not even win it, but just, like, not lose it, right? Not be on the 40-yard line to start a drive. Yeah, because then
2: they could take risks. Like, Sirianni's great, and I'm I forget their offensive coordinator's name. It's not coming to me right now, but – they're great at taking risks. They're great at, you know, fourth and 6, we're at the 40, they're yes. 40. Let's go right. for it. Let's right. you know, let's let's go for it. We have one of the best rushing attacks. We do an RPO and we get 20 yards off it. I mean, we saw that right. against the Niners and against the Giants. So, You pin the back. You have those fourth and fours, fourth and fives, fourth and sixes. They have to punt, right? That's the difference. So you
1: can't do that on your thirty yard line. Not in the Super Bowl, man. No, absolutely not. And this and and this Chiefs defense is nothing to like, nothing to sniff at, man. Like they have a really good defensive line. Obviously, last like I wouldn't necessarily say they're better than San Francisco's though, and they kind of got stood up against the Eagles. So I don't really know if a good defensive line is something that you need to To beat the Eagles because that O line of the Eagles is absolutely absurd. I I, yeah. I almost think it's more so you need like fast linebackers and and yeah and defensive backs that can come down and tackle the yep. the, the Chiefs the really football. do have
2: that. Yeah, I think uh, Spagnola deserves a lot of credit for what he's done with you know not really a talented bunch but a scrappy bunch. You know they're they don't have the household names besides Chris Jones percent right Right. they don't really have a a lockdown number one corner or you know a stud safety i'd say
1: i'd say other than than sneed yeah in terms of a household name you got frank clark and that's probably yeah and frank's gonna have to be a factor
2: yeah his better days are behind him but yeah he's still he's still a solid player so yeah i think you got to give spagnol a lot of credit for what he's done with this defense just how they're able to rally to the ball make tackles force turnovers they're just scrappy you know and yeah if they're if they're not holding or there's no pass interference,s they're not being sloppy on defense. I think they're you know they're in a good position to mm-hmm. give hurt some trouble, especially if you look at how they gave her um Burrow trouble last game and really Lawrence trouble. They've been a really good defense throughout the playoffs. So
1: yeah, and, and honestly, I wanted to go into what Philly needs to do to win the game, but yeah. Honestly, I. the more I think about it, the more I – because we obviously – we just went into depth about how the Chiefs can win or how how they can win, right? mm mm-hmm. Philly, If Philly just shows up and plays their game, they're going to win. Like, if they have it their way, I think they're going to win. Like, I don't know that we've seen a team that's so dynamic like Philly – like all year, yeah. they've played and and just dominated, with the exception of that one Monday Night Football game against Washington. Yeah, and that and and that's it. That yeah, was yeah. the only game they didn't like, basically utterly dominate, with the exception you, of a couple more, I guess, throughout the season.
2: And you got to stay healthy throughout the game. You can't, you know, if, Kel- right. if Kelsey or Lane right. Johnson somehow get hurt, right. like that's
1: that's that big changes trouble for them. everything.
2: Or yeah. or if Hurt somehow gets hurt, or. Um I mean that's really yeah, I think they'd be fine if either receiver goes down and you know uh we should probably shouldn't be talking about injuries that haven't happened yeah. yet.
1: But. <laughs> yeah, but but that's but that's something you got to talk about because no, if yeah. that if that were to happen then that's that really changes trouble. the game but yeah. yeah. But if everything no, goes right. if everything goes as it, as it should, you know, you simulate this game and this is why they're the favorite not by a lot, but if everything goes as it should, the Eagles the Eagles are the better team. They are the best team in the NFL right now.
2: They need and a lead. It's though. their
1: game to lose. They, they do need a lead.
2: They but. need a lead. i I would I think, you know, for ultimate drama, I would love to see just as a fan, I don't really care who wins this game. I could really care less. but um hurts with the ball down where he just has to pass every play that he can't rely on the run game. I would love to see that. That yeah. would be really interesting to see because i think he he definitely has the talent to do it he it's sure just does. i really want to see how how healthy's that shoulder hurts is a really tough kid i think like you know i think he can do it i just want to see like you know the moment is the moment too big for anyone you know where yeah. all the chips that- are on the table the chiefs defense which really doesn't have any studs on it chris jones rushing the passer and the eagles down a little bit at the end of the game and hurts just having to drop back and throw the ball and yeah, we'll see. That would be I,
1: awesome. I think this is a per- perfect piggyback off of what you just said. The idea that this this is obviously the Super Bowl, right? This is like where legacies are either made or they're or or they come to not die, but but kind of get let down. Who needs this more for their legacy? Is it Mahomes or is it Hurts? Because they're they're both in different stages of their career, but like I just said, this yeah. is a game that can really make or break how you're perceived in the in the totality of your career so by by that NFL media and the fans
2: yeah so the way I'm assessing this question is basically how people are perceived as of now so people put Mahomes in a class of you know one of the best quarterbacks ever to play and I think I would too just from the eye test I mean the guy is just out of this world. So if he, you know, if we're talking about some sort of GOAT debate, he, he lost to Brady in 2018, right? Brady obviously has the GOAT. He lost to Brady in 2018 in the AFC Championship. He lost to Brady in the Super Bowl, right? So it's going to be hard for you as a Mahomes fan, right, to argue with your buddy that's a Brady fan and say, oh, Mahomes is the GOAT, but, you know, it's it's just a tough argument to win. So if we're putting Mahomes in this, class of elite elite top five top 10 quarterbacks as you know i think what is he 27 28
1: yeah 27 so
2: yeah, yeah then he has to win this game i mean i i, I couldn't think agree more. it's more important i think they're that's the only answer you can really give to this question he has to win this game now for hertz i think it's similar to burrow last year where you know i'm maybe the eagles expected to be here but much of the media. Before the season, did not yeah maybe you had the Eagles winning the division, but as far as winning the NFC, I right. think people were much higher on the Packers to win the NFC or yeah. the Niners. Yeah, not, or not to
1: mention his job was like up for debate, right? Going into the season, yeah. So he's but, like almost playing with house money right now.
2: Exactly. So I think, and just the way this team's built, uh, injuries aside, the way this team's built is that they're they're built from the inside out. They have the O line and D line. And they have a number one receiver and a litany of running backs. So they could really as like no really other good NFC, like great NFC team besides the Niners, if they could ever figure out a quarterback, they really could run the table in the NFC for years to come. Like right? they could be a mini dynasty in the NFC. Like I don't see another team challenging them besides, if, you know, if the yeah. Niners could figure out a quarterback. What other team in the NFC? Like,
1: I I don't know. Because, yeah, the NFC was very weak this year. Yeah. Very weak. And it's only going to get – I mean, Rodgers is most likely not going to be like on the Packers, and he's probably not staying in the NFC. No,
2: they don't want to trade him to an NFC team. I mean, maybe if Minnesota – like, they have a decent amount of guys. Maybe if they could – Get a defense. I, yeah, I, don't I don't know, but like Kirk that's Cousins just ain't the guy. Yeah, like that's just grasping for
1: straws. Yeah, NMC's So, yeah, really yeah. like, yeah, like Mahomes. Mahomes has been. This is now his fourth Super Bowl. Right, this is third, his third, 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 third Super Bowl. Third and four years. Right, third and four years. Okay, like if he doesn't win this one, he's one for three. That's not terrible, but it's also like two for three looks a heck of a lot better. Just to add fuel to that fire, that like Mahomes, and like you said, that's the standard he's being held to. He's not being held to the, you know, uh, like the middle range of of what a great quarterback is. Like he is right. in the top like three conversation. That's what he's held to. Yeah, it's the standard he's held to. So like, if if they don't win this game, you bet your ass on Monday morning. It's like, what does this mean for Mahomes? You know, it's not even. It's not even like, what does this mean for Hertz? That won't be the first question. The first question will be what does this mean for Mahomes going forward? But,
2: yeah. And I and I think really in any sport, it's almost unfair to say, like, oh, he's he's two and uh you know, he's yeah. two and one in the Super Bowl, but you know, that's that's the nature of the beast. That's how it is the hundred percent. So it's almost unfair, but it's it's when players are this good, it's so hard. You're like splitting hairs, right? So obviously everyone Brady is the, gr- the greatest I've ever seen but the most talented I've ever seen is would be Rodgers and Mahomes right so just combining exactly. all those things people are going to bring up championships and what you did in certain games and you know splitting hairs basically so yeah I think definitely bigger game for Mahomes but I think Hurts can be back like I could easily see hurts getting back to this game next year or the year after or you know yeah
1: the afc is only going to get harder exactly it's only going to get harder because yeah. if because if you think about it if if lamar jackson was actually healthy this season and played now you got another team that's in the mix there that's like ready that was ready to win this year
2: yeah they need with, i mean with lamar they need, jackson they need a receiver but
1: yeah. yeah but yeah but like lamar was obvious i mean they were seven and three yeah before Lamar got hurt and then it just obviously went down the drain. so like that record is very good at that point the the Bengals were four and four or something like that
2: there there's so like, many teams there there's so many, so teams. many teams I mean teams we age. could we could talk about the Broncos, I mean they were in last place in their division, but people expected them to be good. People expected the Chargers to be really good. So for next year, I mean, those teams could turn around. Even the Raiders, I mean, they have a really good offensive roster. Who knows what they'll do at quarterback. Maybe they can get one of these top guys, but if they could ever figure out a defense, <laughs> you know, there's – the AFC is loaded, Yeah, loaded. It's, it's you got Miami. If the Jets could ever figure out a quarterback, uh, Buffalo – even the Steelers, like the Steelers, are a great organization. I'm sure. Right. The,
1: they're always, a, they're always in it. They're always in yeah. the mix.
2: The Browns with Deshaun Watson. Who knows how different that will look next year? Right. Yeah. There's that's so a, many teams. So many. Yeah.
1: And that's why there's some teams on the <laughs> in the AFC. Like you have those couple teams that are just at the dead bottom, and they right. have no shot because it's just like it's way too top heavy. Yeah. But let's get into some of these prop bets for the Super Bowl. This is when it gets fun.
2: Yeah. So, as of right now, the line is, like you said, before we get into the props, let's just yeah. go over the line. The line is minus one and a half for Philadelphia. Chiefs' money line would be at plus 105. And the over-under is 50 and a half. So, what are we thinking Um I, just on the
1: – Dude, know, honestly, side if, you I'm, if, I'm, if I'm betting on this game, I'm not taking – like, if I'm betting on the Eagles or the Chiefs, I'm not taking the spread. No. Okay. If I'm betting on the Eagles, I might put a little more cash on it. If I'm betting on the Chiefs, I might take that extra $20, $30 off because you're getting it at plus 105. But I'm not betting the spread. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm putting it on a team to win. I'm not, because, because if I'm betting on the Eagles minus one and a half, I'm sweating. You know what I mean? Like, because then you can get screwed. You can, they can win by one, you know, and you're just like, right. are you serious? So that's not something I'd want to deal with. I just want – I want to – if I'm betting on this game for money line or for the winner of the game, I'm betting on it money line. I'm just saying, okay, I'm either taking the Eagles or the Chiefs. You're going to get different prices on that. But, you know, I'm probably – taking the Eagles, I'm assuming their money line is around minus 145, 160. I'm taking that. I'm taking that.
2: I think I'm on the other side. I think I'm on the Chiefs just because I think – I don't know. I think the Eagles just have not played a team to this caliber. They played the Giants, sure. who are really just they're they're an all right team. They're just not probably one of the worst teams that were in the playoffs, right? It was just the roster they played well over their their talent level, right? I would say, and then they played the Niners, who resorted to Josh Johnson as quarterback, yeah. and really, at, and then he got concussed, and then yeah. it was like they're running the option with McCaffrey and then the for- NFC championship was a joke. Yeah. So, you know, I think they'll be ready. It's not like they're going to be starstruck by the chiefs or like the chiefs are going to catch them slip sleeping or anything. <laughs> no, but I just think they have not faced a beast like this, but you know, we'll see. I-, I thought I've- the same thing in-, in with the Bucks. I thought, you know, the box kind of had an easy ride. Like, they barely beat the Packers. I didn't really think the Packers were that good, and then they demolished the Chiefs because the Chiefs had no offensive line, which is different.
1: That, th- which is way different this year yes, compared to that. Like their their Chiefs offensive line, top might five be, in
2: the NFL. Yeah, that might be one of their best, um, like their best pos- position groups. Period. Their offensive line just yeah. outstanding.
1: Right. So it, uh, the only backlash i'd give you on that is when you look at these teams in total the eagles the eagles easily have a better roster yeah no i agree wide receiver one for the chiefs we don't even know right now going into this game but say juju plays you got juju i well i would just say kelsey like kelsey is their offense you know right 100 percent. but if if you're the eagles defense i don't even care if he's lining up out wide take him out of the game that's not yeah. that difficult to do when your second best receiver is a hurt Juju Smith Schuster or a hurt Kadarius Tony yeah. that's not that difficult to do Juju is slow now he's, yeah he he doesn't have a burst anymore he's been banged up basically all season and last so MVs like MVs is, is okay he's he's all right he's nothing he's nothing special man he was making some decent catches. Last game, but I think that was a fluke. If you watch the Chiefs all year, he dropped more balls than like every time he was throwing the ball, he would drop it, it seemed. I don't I don't yeah. trust him in the Super Bowl. You look on the hey. other side for the Eagles, you got AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, you got Dallas Goddard, like and even Quez Watkins is a guy that like every once in a while might sneak past the secondary and, and go deep. Like This on top of the offensive line with Jalen Hurts and the three-headed monster at running back like what do you
2: see I'm just if I'm betting the Chiefs I'm betting on Mahomes being larger than life making up for the difference in talent and I would say he has so far right and I would say maybe it doesn't matter who the other receivers are because Mahomes is that good and I don't think similar to Brady when Brady was in his prime or even just a couple years back where like he was throwing a Chris Hogan and Edelman who, you know, Edelman, he's a good player. He's no, he's no number one receiver. Right. So he's just a
1: slot guy got got catches and and fought for extra yards.
2: Yeah. So I think, you know, Mahomes can almost make up the difference in that. And then if this O-line can block and if this if Reed, Andy Reed will, Actually run the ball and not just drop back fifty times. I really hope he doesn't do that shit. Cause he sometimes he gets in the in yeah. the habit of just passing and passing and passing, especially if they're losing. Like they and just abandon the, and that's, the and run. You can't,
1: and you can't do that with the
2: no, no. pass
1: rush is too good.
2: Yeah, so you know, if I'm assuming Mahomes will be a little bit healthier on that ankle. I'm assuming um this O line's gonna ball out. I'm assuming that they're gonna, you know, give some give the Eagles a few more – a few different looks with the running game and as well on defense, I think, you know, that will make up the difference in the talent. But, you know, yeah. who, who knows in these games, you know? I like- know.
1: And that's – and I kind of – who knows goes right into over-under at 50 and a half because the Super Bowl, I feel like notoriously big games in general. Like, you can even boil it down to, like, a Sunday night football game. It just sometimes seems like the over-unders can be affected by – nerves early on in the game like if it's a big game it's just kind of you, you're you're stepping on eggshells a little bit where you're like you're not you don't really want to make the first mistake so you're kind of being careful with the football it's just like so then all of a sudden it's the end of the first quarter and it's three nothing or it's seven nothing and if you need 51 points total in the game that's good you're gonna be like ah man
2: yeah i don't know i the beginning of the last week i was thinking you know the under might be the wave but I don't know. The more I think about it, I, I just think the, both of these offenses are just so high powered that I, I can see, I could see a little bit of like a Patriots Eagles type game where both yeah. defenses were like good, like they were both top ten defenses. But there, yeah. what was it like seventy points in that game? So I could see a situation. I like could,
1: that. I could see, I could see that too. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe if Those... you want to
2: bet bet an under, maybe bet first half under, right? Because maybe you know a little bit of nerves. Super Bowl.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, but once these offenses get clicking, it's uh, I don't care how good your defense is, it's tough to stop. Exactly. The only other, I guess, worry I would have about that is the Eagles' ability to hold on to the football for a long time. That's like the last thing you want, right? Betting the, the over is yeah. So yeah, that's that's possible, but but at the same time, who knows that that's their game plan, right? Like they they know they got to score. The Chiefs yeah. are just gonna roll over. They know they got to no. score. Obviously that's their game is control of football, but they got to put up points and they got to, they got to do it at a high rate. So I I think like, although I gave a couple of reasons why I don't think it'll be over 50 and a half, I do think at the end of the game, you're looking at something that might be 51, 52, 53. And honestly, I hope what would be crazy is an overtime because we've gotten so close. I know every game, basically every game that the Eagles haven't been a part of, um, in the playoffs, and I really hope it goes into overtime because that would be freaking crazy to to see that first overtime format, that new format in the yeah. Super Bowl. That would be absurd.
2: Uh, if you're a live better, maybe look at if Kansas City gets out to like a nice lead, then I think you slam the over, even the live over if it's even up like 56, 57, I think you slam that. Yeah. If the Eagles are up 14 or 10 points, even like you know first or second quarter, I think then maybe you try to bet the under and yeah. they're just going to run the ball. They're going to do time at possession game, you know, yep, that's really drown out the clock. Yep. Maybe look at that if uh, you're a live better. But I know <laughs> I know sometimes live betting is really, really tough. So, yeah,
1: let's move on to the the MVP here. The odds. Why, why yeah. don't you read the odds for us there?
2: Yeah. So Mahomes and Hertz are tied at the top. They're both. They're both plus one thirty. Then you have Kelsey at plus sixteen hundred. AJ Brown plus sixteen hundred, and then you got Miles Sanders and Devondre Smith way down. Sanders at twenty five hundred and Smith at thirty one hundred. So what yeah, are we so thinking ob- on this?
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, if whatever team wins. 90 percent chance and that's why the odds reflect this the quarterback gets the mvp right? yeah unless they the only, play horrible you yeah know? right yeah the only the only saving grace maybe would be if travis kelsey were to have one of those games where he catches three or four touchdowns right because like, like that, a cooper cup because he game. does that right because he does that cooper does cup that had like more than 200
2: 100. yards yeah and- Two touchdowns. So yeah, you're gonna win MVP as a receiver. Exactly. Do it doesn't
1: matter how good the quarterback does. Yeah. So right. if you want to if you want to take a shot on that, I would suggest that's a value
2: play right there. Yeah, go I would
1: see. suggest go. Yeah, because you don't have to put that much on it. Put $5, 10 bucks on it. You win 160 or 80 dollars. Yeah. Like that's, that's a good bet. That's yeah. a fun bet, too, because you know, he gets that one touchdown early in the game, you're feeling good about it. And you know, if they do live odds for that, that definitely goes way down when that happens. Mm-hmm. If, if you're sitting there and you're debating between Kelsey and AJ Brown, that plus 200 of a difference there is way worth taking Kelsey because I don't think AJ Brown, that's not the Eagles' offense, right? No. Like they're not going to be like, AJ Brown, you're going to lead us to the promised land. That's just not what they do. Um, and, and same thing with Sanders and Smith. Like obviously that goes to them as well, where it's like Miles Miles Sanders had two touchdowns and like 50 rushing yards in the first half of the game against the Niners. And I don't, I'm not even sure that he played in the second half. No. So yeah. it's so you cannot judge that back, that backfield of the Eagles, whether you're talking about fantasy or just betting in general. So I would stay yeah. away from Miles Sanders for that for sure. I think that's and more that, of a
2: respect yeah. for him getting a lot of touches around the goal line, you know, if he yeah. ends up with a, like, you know, right, three touchdowns and you know, somehow breaks a couple big gains, you know, and then you you give it to him.
1: And that's the the beauty and the beast of betting is you just don't know, you right. don't know, you have no idea. He it, it takes one missed tackle for him to be the MVP basically and have an eighty yard touchdown run. It's like okay, you know. If
2: if I'm betting Chiefs here, and this is not as a value play, this is more of a you know a strategic. If I'm playing the odds, trying to be smart, if I'm betting the Chiefs, you might as well parlay that with Mahomes Super Bowl MVP because. Yeah. You're, not, you're not seeing the difference in Mahomes and Hertz, right? They're both they're the same odds, but you're obviously seeing the difference because of the spread. So you're already getting the plus 105 uh, from Chiefs' money line. So you, why not just throw in Mahomes to an MVP? Is it,
1: if they win, like we said, 90% chance you're getting Mahomes as the MVP. Right. But if even, you're if it's, at... even if it's 21 17, like, yeah, they're not going to give it to a defender. They're not going to get right. it to Chris Jones unless he has seven sacks.
2: Yeah. If you're looking at maybe a value play, kind of a shot in the dark, like taking a flyer, I think uh, Kelsey definitely plus 1,600. Yeah. Just the way he's targeted in the red zone, I could so see him getting two or three touchdowns. And if you really like Kelsey, which, you know, he's just been a touchdown machine even in these playoffs, maybe take Kelsey two touchdowns plus 450. So. Maybe yeah no more. that's yeah.
1: I actually I had that on my list yeah. of prop bets. Yeah. For sure because I think that's I I actually bet on I've won that a couple times this year betting on Kelsey 2 plus because if you bet them on any time it's like it's crazy. We had it on here minus 125. It's yeah. like like I I don't love those odds. Now is it likely to happen? Yes, and that's why the odds reflect that, but I I like Travis Kelsey at two plus touchdowns. It gives you good value. You don't have to bet as much, and it's a fun bet to be like, "Yeah, I knew that that was going to happen. I bet on it. They, it, you know, and it hit. Big games, yeah. in big games, what do they look for? They look for Kelsey, and yeah. it, there's no game bigger than the Super Bowl. They have hurt receivers. Travis Kelsey, even though the Eagles are definitely going to be like double covering him the whole game, they're going to find a way to get him involved, and in, especially in the red zone. Yeah, he's just
2: so tough in the red zone. I can even see it, him getting maybe the Eagles like completely take him out of the game. He has like three receptions but two touchdowns. Like, I yeah, can exactly so see that. Right,
1: right, right. You know, right.
2: that's just how good he is in the red zone. He's just a matchup nightmare. So good at route running and he's fast, quick, agile. He's uh, just a disaster to deal with in the red zone. So.
1: Yeah, I, I wanted to dive into a couple of my prop bets. Yeah. Um because I think it's I think this is more so how the game is going to end up going, mm-hmm. um, because of because of the Chiefs' lack of receivers and their depth there. Obviously, they just have really Kelsey and then MVS basically. Right. I I really like Pacheco over forty nine and a half rushing yards at minus yeah. one fifteen. I really like that one. He's shown to have big playability. The offensive line is obviously good. They're playing against a really tough defensive line, obviously, but. 49 and a half yards. That's like one twenty five yard carry away from like being an easy pick. Yeah, right? that it's one explosive play. That that I I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. I like that. I also like
2: uh I wrote down Pacheco touchdown. I like that at plus uh one fifteen. I I think that and, can definitely and happen. not a
1: bad parlay to to mix together.
2: Yeah, he had one called back last week um right, yeah. with that penalty I think it was like a hold they had. Yeah, it was. Yep. But they they do give him touches, you know, inside the five and even in the red zone period and screens as well. So, yeah, I I could totally see him scoring a touchdown. Yeah, parlay that with uh what, what was it 49 and a half, you said? Yeah, 49 and a half, yeah. Yeah, not not bad at all. I could definitely see that. It's just that, that's more indicative of the game, right? So if the Chiefs are winning, yeah, I could definitely see that. If they're down,
1: exactly. That, maybe, yeah. through,
2: maybe through screens, like the touchdown part, but, you know, it's the only risk is Andy Reid will sometimes get in these zones where, and I, I know they say, um, what's his name, calls the plays, um, the enemy calls the plays, yeah. but I think no that sure. they collaborate or, you know, whatever. I think Reid definitely has the last call, but sometimes he gets in these zones where he's just dropping back, At first, second, third down, every time, right, and they're only running if it's like an inches sort of scenario, right? But if they're winning,
1: even then they sometimes drop this crazy like misdirection bootleg, yeah, yeah, yeah. the freaking merry-go-round thing they did. Oh my god, like just crazy. They just,
2: I I hope they don't get too cute. Sometimes they, they will though. They will. They'll they'll do something. It's either, but that's
1: the that's the Chiefs, man. You're either gonna be like, what the hell were they doing, or Andy Reid's a genius and Mahomes is a magician. That's like those are the only two ways you can watch the Chiefs because they do they do that stuff. You know, there was like a whole day this week or in the past week, whatever, designated to like
2: trick or at least
1: a couple hours designated to like all right, what trick play do we want to want to run? You know, did you see
2: Kelsey against the Bengals a couple times? You like it was like he was gonna do a hook and ladder, like um...
1: he tried to do it. He tried lose two Almost times. St- yeah, you know, he one time he did the it. Time. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. what are they thinking, bro? Oh not know. that's God. so risky. Yeah, like that for what? For what? Ten yards? Yeah, you're just like, gonna like throw on, like dude. I don't know.
2: I could Crazy. maybe at the end of the half, like you know, time's expiring. You want to do that shit?
1: But... but that's a that's a great example. Like you're gonna see something like that in the Super Bowl because they did it in the AFC Championship without hesitation a 20-yard lateral sideways to yeah. Jarek McKinnon. Like, they're going to do it again. Um, yeah.
2: yeah, what are some of your other props you got?
1: So, I I had – honestly, I had Mahomes over 19 and a half rushing yards. He's had time – I think the line's down because of his injury. Yeah, Because it's definitely. usually a little higher than that. I think he's had time to heal off that ankle. And, honestly, it's just – it's winner take all. It's the Super Bowl, man. It's like – He's going to do things that he has to do. He's super good at getting away from the rush. And they're going to put pressure on him, right? The Eagles are going to get after him. They're going to try to rush the quarterback. Although that's not really the smartest way to do it. So maybe they won't do that. Um, because if you, Mahomes is literally lethal against blitzes. But either way, whether they blitz or not, they're defensive line is going to get to him and pressure him. So what does he have to do? He's got to get away from them and he's got to try to run for 4 or 5 yards at a time and once again, all it takes for this prop bet to hit is that that one third and 8 where most of the routes are going 20 yards down the field and he just kind of walks for 10 yards. And then all of a sudden all you need is a couple you know a couple five six yard carries and you got it. Yeah, you'd probably want it to get up to twenty five yards because if they if they end up taking knees at the end of the game, that subtracts from that total. But yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a good bet to to lock in on because once again, he's got to do what he's got to do to win this game. Yeah, I, like I think that. the ankle's probably good.
2: Yeah. And we know, I suppose you the evidence from last game, if the going gets tough, he's he's putting it out there. You know, he's yeah. not he's not holding back. So and, yeah, even in even in the uh, the Jags game, he didn't even want to go get it checked out. He he was, like, him and Andy yeah. we were yelling at each other at the right. yeah,
1: sideline.
2: And Reed did the right thing. He was, like, dude, we got to make sure, like, you're not playing with a broken ankle and you're about to mess yeah. up your career. Like,
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: yeah they're like, we'll the right take
1: thing. this season off if that means we'll just be yeah. right back here next year. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah but, anything, uh, anything else you, gotta, you, got? you
1: got? Yeah, I got – I also have Miles Sanders – Over 60 and a half because just because of it's a little high for him because of the fact that, you know, we said earlier about, you know, how some like he didn't play in the second half last week, but like or two weeks ago. But I I don't know. I think 60 and a half rushing yards for this guy. he's, He's getting like five, six yards a clip. So if he gets the volume and if the Eagles are up in the game. You know, I probably wouldn't bet on Sanders and Pacheco at the same time, but if, if I think if you take one of these two and the game ends up going in in that direction whether the Eagles take the lead or or the Chiefs in relation to Sanders and Pacheco, I think you're going to get that rushing yards, I, but I don't think they'll both get it in the game.
2: Yeah. I like that. Um one I've just always bet safety during the game ever since that Peyton Manning um against the Seahawks where the Sanders snapped it out of the back of the end zone. They took a safety. I think that was like the first play of offense of the game. It might
1: have been. Yeah. yeah.
2: So that's at ten plus ten forty. I've been. I just that's cool. take that. That's a, that's I, a
1: fun bet. That's a yeah, fun bet.
2: I kind of just take that every year, just for the hell of it. That's a really fun
1: bet, and like to say that you bet on a safety and it happened. Is yeah, hilarious. I know. How fun so, would that be? Yeah. So look for that punt down inside the five. Yeah, and then start yeah. getting excited.
2: Exactly. And but, I don't know, I, I don't know what the odds of overtime. I, I didn't put that down, but I'm sure it's probably crazy. And
1: it's got to be over 1,200. You yeah, th-
2: that's something I would.
1: Probably
2: that'd be throw a, co- a That'd be a cool.
1: It's gonna be a close game, and I don't think either team has the ability to run away with it. Um, and, and it's maybe just, a... they're just. Even though the Chiefs are down in terms of their skill players and everything, it's just you got Mahomes, like you yeah. said. You got Mahomes. He's not gonna let the game get away. So
2: one other bet I like and I don't know depends what book you're on if they offer this but time of possession the eagles are minus 144 time of possession I think that's kind of like a slam dunk if you want to throw like a lot yeah. of money on that 144 I think it could easily be like 250 you know they they kind of just especially if they get off to a lead they're they're going to run the ball play a time possession game that's their recipe to success in uh in a big game like this so
1: the the last one I had on my list here was Quez Watkins over twelve and a half receiving yards, and the only reason I bet on this is because it's the Super Bowl, and it's not always the AJ Browns of the world, yeah, that get the plays. I can see like Quez, this is literally this. You might as well take Quez Watkins over a half a catch, because he's not gonna he's not gonna run a six yard route. He's just not. So he yeah. gets a catch Parlay in this game, them maybe. He gets a yeah, I don't know. He gets a catch in this game. It's going to be over thirteen yards. You know what I mean? So I think this is a great bet. I think a lot of the defensive attention and the defensive attention, yeah, is going to be towards AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Quez Watkins over twelve and a half yards is is a is a really good bet to take because if you look at AJ Brown's yards. It's like seventy two or something like that and a half, and it's like. He needs to have a game like he needs to be a part of the process of this game, which, of course, he is. But once again, if the Eagles get out to a lead, he's not going to get that. Like,
2: yeah, remember, um, that's a good point. Remember in the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl, who was it like Corey Clement? He had like yeah. two touchdowns and like 150 receiving yards, something just bizarre. Like just
1: it's always I don't it's think al- he had
2: that all season and just no. like balled in the Super Bowl.
1: Right. There's always somebody, you know, and I'm not saying that that's like definitely going to be Quez Watkins, but I think that's a really good bet to to take and it's good value. It's minus 115. All you need is 13 yards. Like that's, and if he gets 13 yards, like there's a very low percentage, probably lower than 1% that he gets a negative play. It's not like they're throwing him screens or anything. So yeah. Quez Watkins get that one catch for 13 yards. This is a lock. You know, I yeah. I don't think it's a lock to start, but it, you know, I think it's a good bet. I think it's a fun bet because you're just sitting there, kind of waiting for Quez Watkins to get a yeah, catch. Yeah, I like that. And if he does, you know, if he most likely he gets one catch in this game for 45 yards, like it's a deep ball down the down the sideline, and you know, and he gets that 12 and a half for you. But I really like that one. I think the one I like the most on here though is Travis Kelsey, and it's the the best odds. Travis Kelsey. Two plus touchdowns at plus four four seventy five. I love it.
2: Yeah,
1: I love it because, yeah, like you that, said, he that. might even he might even get three catches and two of them are touchdowns.
2: Yeah, just
1: the nature of the beast. He's that good. Yep.
2: Um, you want to
1: move on to some of these coaching moves? Yeah, let's any- talk about Sean Payton, man. Yeah.
2: Well, before let's we get about- to Payton, let's let's talk about so Kellen. We mentioned last time Kellen Moore actually did get the job. As the Chargers yeah. OC, so yep. interesting to see how that will maybe look. And I think the Cowboys hired Brian Schottenheimer, so I don't know about that, but
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll just another yeah, just another puppet, I guess.
2: Yeah, and the um, Jerry's world. Yeah, and then the Cardinals have three finalists: Kafka, the OC, the Giants, Brian Flores. What is he a uh, assistant with you
1: guys, the Steelers?
2: Just like a defensive yeah, he's assistant. a defensive
1: assistant. Yeah, yeah,
2: and then Lou Anaramu, the. Bengals defensive coordinator, who I think okay. is a great defensive coordinator. Yeah, uh, yeah you know Brian Flores the probably proof. the probably more of like the head coaching type. Kafka as like the more uh like boy wonder genius type offensive coach. And then yeah, I don't I don't know much about the Bengals defensive coordinator uh, Anaramu, but I know he's just a great schematic defensive coach, and he's a little bit older. But
1: yeah, he kind of seems like a tough guy. Yeah. just looking at him. Yeah. Um and not crazy. to judge a book by its cover, but I'm gonna
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. the guy. So
1: he looks yeah. like a tough guy. He looks like a guy that would instill his will. I I would say the only thing for Flores is like you kind of saw how that went down in Miami. I don't I don't know that I'd be excited to give him a head coaching job. Yeah. You look at you look at what happened when he was there in Miami and then the change. With Mike McDaniel, just in terms of like what like stuff people would say about him, yeah, you know what he I mean. Seems, like Kuhl, he seems like he seems like a
2: just... like a hard ass, you know, like like yeah. more of a. I don't. He's definitely not good for a a young, and Kyler, I don't know. Kyler Murray's maybe just Kyler such needs a... a hard
0: ass. Maybe yeah, he needs, maybe maybe he
1: needs a hard ass. Honestly, I, yeah. well, the GM
2: so... already said. Like we're running the show here. No players like telling us what to do. Like he came out and said that. I think he's the yeah, old Titans assistant. Kyler's
1: definitely yeah. a he's a baby. So yeah, it's tough watching. <laughs> and size him sometimes. and an attitude. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, let's
2: talk yeah. about Sean Payton though. That how exciting is that? I guess for They're, Denver, who's not giving up. Uh, what is it? Four first round picks for yeah, the combination that's, of that's
1: absurd. I I actually thought that this wasn't possible because of. Yeah, The fact that they were going to have to let up these picks, and yet they do. And so, like, the combination of them getting rid of these picks and Sean Payton willingly going there, like, because he knows the lack of future that they technically have through the draft, and it's like. Yeah. But they have a stacked roster right now. They do. They're ready. Yeah, they do. with, with With Sean Payton, who is the correct leader in any organization, they are ready to win now. Like, I don't know about the Super Bowl necessarily, but they're ready to win. Like, they got a really good team.
2: Yeah. Maybe, maybe they draft another receiver. I know, like, Judy hasn't, he's a good player, Judy and Sutton as well, but they've definitely not panned out as people, like, once thought. Judy would be, like, an absolute stud number one. But, you know, I bet you, I
1: bet you next year, one of them, I bet you Judy's a stud next year. Yeah, could be. I I wouldn't be surprised because, because honestly, something I saw from Judy this year was just like, his personality he was getting he was just very animated during games and that's that's hard to see sometimes from a team that's like definitely not going anywhere not making right. the playoffs a terrible season and then and he did
2: you give him credit though he stuck up for us at the end like yeah he did he seems like a really good teammate even yeah. though he was like animated on the sideline maybe upset with how things were going
1: yeah no i, I didn't think, even mean it in a bad way i just yeah. i i as somebody who's like played sports and you no know, dude yeah you, you either Absolutely. see there's, there's there's really two types of teammates you can have there's there's ones that care and there's ones that don't yeah i'd rather yeah, have if you really boil yelling. it down yeah exactly i'd rather see somebody that gives a shit when you're what whatever three and ten at that point or or something like right. that like that's the, especially when you're making 20 million dollars a year it's like it's hard to care that much when your team yeah. sucks, it's like that's something you want to see out of him. I, I think Judy's going to have a breakout year next year. And I, and think, I think Russell's yeah. going to get back to relative form. Yeah, maybe.
2: I think a lot of the frustration was with Hackett and how he really didn't seem to have. And, you know, this is probably not good for my Jets, but didn't seem to have a good command of that locker room. And did, I don't know, there didn't seem to be any, like, a match in scheme between Russell and him. They just seemed like it was just off, right? Just His way or the highway right. type thing. It didn't look right. Yeah. It just, it, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so this return that New Orleans got, which is excellent, you know, from their perspective, um, they're getting the 30th pick in this draft, which is actually a pick from the Niners. I'm not exactly sure how... Denver acquired that pick. I don't know that, but in 2024 they get a second and a third, so three picks for New Orleans. Who you know they're trading a coach and they do need it. Yeah, absolutely, because they uh, they gave up their first. Right, the Eagles get their first this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, I believe. Yeah, so
2: yeah, they definitely could use some some uh, picks, and yeah, good for them. And the way. Trump Payne has been going on Colin Coward show a lot, which I watch from time to time, and it it seemed like he really likes Justin Herbert and really would have been down to coach the Chargers, but they just didn't fire Staley. So I guess his which second is, Yeah.
1: Bizarre. That's gonna be the the bane of their existence for time yeah. to come, because that that fit there in Los Angeles is just the opposite of that. It is not yeah. a fit. It is not a no. good like they're gonna they're going to constantly underachieve. They're going to lose games because of Staley, for sure. We've already, you know, highlighted that numerous times. It's just, I feel bad for Herbert because he's awesome. He's a great yeah. player. That's just, it, he, you know, he came in. I forget the name of the coach when he first came in. Um, Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn. And then, the, like, he's just had terrible coaching Yeah. so far. And it's like. You know, that just sucks for him, but that's that's the opposite of what Russell Wilson's gonna have next year because Sean Payton is one of the best to do it, man. Yeah, and it, especially it seems like he's you know, he's been in TV, but it seems like he's ready to get back into it. Very eerily similar to uh John Gruden there. Yeah. Eerily a little similar bit. situation. Yeah. Just not just not out of coaching for as long. See, he was Gruden, out of coaching for a long time.
2: Gruden actually did get traded though you're right he got traded i believe and i'm forgetting this either from the bucks to the raiders or from the raiders to the bucks what well, i forget in which order he went and then i think he won the super bowl with the bucks with yeah. uh, Warren yep. Sapp and yep. Derek Brooks yep. so yeah you're right very eerily similar yeah you're right um so yeah, this you-
1: is this is just uh this is an interesting situation man because i i know we've talked about this before like another podcast, but like this is a really tough division. I mean, we just talked about Herbert; they're going to underachieve, but they're still going to be competitive. Definitely yeah. not an easy win by any means, no. not even close. This is a really tough division yeah. that that they're playing in, and you're going to try to take a team that was the last in this division to now, you know, you're hoping to compete with the Chiefs. Like that's it's a tall task for Sean Payton in this first season.
2: Yeah, definitely is, but. You know, if that defense continues playing how they played, and they can figure out some semblance of offense, I think they'll be above five hundred. I think that's a pretty safe bet to say with Sean Payne at the helm. He's just a great coach overall. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the Raiders are a team that you know if they could get a quarterback and get that defense right, maybe they could make some noise. And you know, that kind of gets us to our next topic: is some of these quarterback free agents. And you know, since our last podcast. Brady retired officially. Hopefully he doesn't decide to come back again. But, yeah, what do you what are you thinking about some of the other quarterbacks, maybe who the Raiders get? You think they're interested in Rodgers or, you know, maybe uh, Jimmy G, or you think they're going to stick with Stidham?
1: Oh, man. I, don't, I don't see how you stick with Stidham if you have a guy like Devontae Adams there. You got Josh Jacobs, who probably only has a couple of years left in his career, maybe even just one. Cause he's a little older than you'd think um, in terms of, you know, the running back shelf life. Um, I think you got to try to win now if you're, if you're the Raiders and you, you kind of go all out. I d- Dude Rogers is like the craziest situation because it's so difficult to get a read on him and what he's doing. Not only, and you would usually say this, if you didn't get a lot of information from him, but it's almost like you get too much information from Rogers and he's just constantly trying to mislead and misdirect. Um, because he loves to do that it's every off season with him it seems like for the past three four years so I, I don't know if rogers goes to vegas i don't know if he stays in green bay again but like i don't know man like I, the the raiders definitely need somebody who can go in there and get devontae adams the ball 12 10 12 times a game and obviously you know Carr did that from time to time uh, but he wasn't consistent with it and you know obviously rogers would be a tremendous fit there he would definitely he would arguably win the afc west arguably right if he goes back to form to rogers form and he's slinging it around 30 times a game you know that i would love to see that i really would
2: yeah they need a defense too in vegas so yeah we'll see about that what do you think about Carr? so this this situation is kind of interesting so the raiders made the statement how they're allowing Carr to you know, pursue other trade, like other destinations through trades, meeting with other owners and stuff. But what I think they're, they think we're dumb. He has a no trade clause. So any trade that he, he does, they could just decline or he could just decline and they've already said, had, they want to move on. He could basically force them to, to cut him so that he basically becomes a free agent and can make all the money he, is owed from the Raiders and then sign a new contract and almost make double the money. So I don't I don't know what team they could just say, Derek, like, yeah, we, we're interested in you. We'll offer you this as a new contract. But listen, like we're not we're not giving up picks to get you, you know, like we yeah. don't wanna we don't wanna you know get rid of our assets to acquire you. We'll just sign you straight up. So any trade that you know is offered, just decline it and then we'll give you a, a contract. So, I don't yeah, know dude, what that other, would be a, Raiders crazy, are a
0: mess that'd be a crazy situation because I don't know exactly what he's due from the
1: Raiders but imagine he gets it's all that lot. money from the Raiders and then he goes to that other team and just takes an enormous pay cut in terms of what he should be getting paid yeah. and now they have all this free
0: cap yeah. space yeah well, that'd be crazy that would I, it could happen like shit, I mean
2: I don't know I I don't know I don't know what they think like they're gonna get for him like I just don't He's, he's they, definitely they screwed up. They yeah. they really screwed up. They should have made it seem like they wanted to bring him back, right? Cuz then at least people wouldn't be like, yeah, we know you're moving on. They basically made
0: it obvious that they're moving on. They could have told him like behind the scenes, I I don't really understand. It was a it was a pretty ugly situation there, and I think that speaks volumes to Josh McDaniels. Yeah, man. Once again, just, just not really not really your head coach prototype, man. And yeah, I, think gonna large, well. I think that's going to loom large. I think that's going to loom large for him. In the you know, unless he gets Rodgers, if if he doesn't get Rodgers, the Raiders are going to be at the bottom of this division next year. I think I really do. I I don't. Their offense is really talented. They got a good old line Um, in terms of the running game. You know, it seemed like Josh Jacobs was basically running in the red sea, so to speak, um, all last season. Obviously having the rushing title, but I I just unless they get a competent quarterback, I'd really see them being the worst team. In the AFC West, especially because of the fact that Sean Payton's going to the the Broncos and they're they're going to be better, obviously. Like, I don't, it's a tough situation for the Raiders, man. It really is. Yeah, and then some of the
2: other uh, quarterbacks, maybe um, that we've heard things about. Geno Smith said, I think there was a report that he, or I think he's actually on a radio show. He said that him and the Seahawks are working on a contract extension and things look to be going good. So I would love that. I yeah, would love good, that. Good for Gino really just revitalize his career. And now he's going to get some long-term money. Big fan of Seattle
0: Geno, throws the prettiest ball in the league. Yeah, He really does. He throws a pretty ball, man. It comes out just a like spinning like crazy. It's very accurate. Like I, I really dude. The Seahawks are an exciting team right now because they have what? A top five pick. Yeah. Next year's draft maybe I think it might be sixth overall um via the Broncos. <laughs> the yeah. Broncos, man. Yeah. The Broncos. And you forget, and I'm not a huge
2: fan of him, but they do have Jamal Adams coming back, and not that he's you know that well, you're just not player, a fan but... of
0: him because he because he left the Jets, man. Yeah, uh, but uh, you just I don't, don't know. like him because of the Jets. I don't he's, he's talented, man. He's yeah, crazy. He's good. He's just not a good like um coverage
2: safety. No. He's just no, like he'll a, come basically down the though. Yeah. yeah. He's just a linebacker. So
0: but he he definitely makes that defense which is already good even better. And they'll yeah. prom- if you're the if you're the Seahawks, what are you getting with that that top pick? Probably taking a defender, right? Yeah, or maybe uh another tackle. I know I think
2: they took Charles Cross last year in the first, and he, he was all right this year. So maybe uh a tackle opposite him, or uh, I'm not too sure. I have we got to get into some of that draft stuff because it's really interesting, and I'm sure we will after uh, the Super Bowl ends.
0: Um, yes, definitely.
2: What do you think about Lamar though? Still no contract from the Ravens. I, I I guess he's gonna get tagged. Do you think you think he stays in Baltimore
0: at least for next year? What do you think? About Man, Lamar? that's a tough situation. I I think it's I I want to say Lamar leaves because I'd honestly like to see him on a different team out of the AFC North. Get him out of there. Yeah, yeah. But but I don't see a world in which the Ravens move on because of the roster construction they've made around him. I just don't, I don't see how that wouldn't work out. They're not going to, they're not going to keep Tyler Huntley. Like, if they decide to move on with Tyler Huntley, my Steelers are going to be right behind the bangles for the AFC North next year. Yeah. Um, not that they're going to outplay the Bengals, but the the Ravens will cease to exist in that division for a little bit. Like they need Lamar Jackson. They know that they're going to have to pay him. I see. I don't see a world in which Lamar Jackson doesn't put on the purple next year. But, like, at the same time, what, what does Lamar Jackson owe them? Like, they haven't showed any sort of, you know, willingness to say that he's going to be the guy for them going forward. So, like, maybe that would be the only reason he doesn't. If his pride, I don't want to say gets in the way, but, like, you know, he's just kind of like what – why would I want to play for you guys at this point? Like you haven't shown that you yeah. appreciate what I do for you.
2: Yeah. They haven't built around him, and now they don't want to pay him. So yeah, really puzzling. I don't, I don't really, I've never seen a situation where a team is so predicated on one person's success. And then you just, you're in the stalemate of a contract negotiation. Like you would With have th- that same person. <laughs> right. And you would have thought this would have been done already. And then you fire Greg Roman, who's been, basically a a revelation for Lamar, basically a guy that's carved out a lane and built an offense for Lamar. So, yeah, interesting stuff there. What do you think about Daniel Jones? Kind of a similar situation as far as a franchise tag. You think he gets tagged or
0: you think... Uh, Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I think he gets tagged. I think they pay Saquon. Yeah. If Saquon leaves New York, I think that's just absurd. I think Giants fans will be on the streets just absolutely upset about that type thing. You know, like I, I don't understand a world where he doesn't go back and and Daniel Jones definitely deserves to be the quarterback of the giants next year. I think he proved that this year he went yeah. in, went into Minnesota and honestly controlled that game with not only with his arm, but his legs. And he only threw five interceptions this year. He played in what maybe missed one game this year. Like he threw five picks. It's an incredible season at quarterback.
2: Yeah, Uh, I agree and disagree with what you said. I definitely agree as far as Daniel Jones. I think he'll probably get tagged and be back. He deserves to be back for the Giants unless, you know, someone falls into their lap like they're able to maybe move up in the draft somehow. You know, like something God foreseen happens or one of these top quarterbacks say, I want to play for the Giants for whatever reason. I think if none of those things happen, you got to stick with Jones. He's earned it. But as far as Saquon, so I think it came out that the Giants offered him like a three, four year, $12 million contract and like 12 per year. And he turned it down. So, you know, playing running backs, I don't know. I feel like you're either in the school of you should if he's, you know, a top running back or you shouldn't. I would be on this, especially as far as Saquon, guy that's been a little bit injury prone throughout his career. You could probably get, you know, like three fourths of Saquon's production. In like the fourth round of the draft, if we're being honest, like running backs is are that, just like a know. dime a dozen. Like he is a great player, I do agree. Like he's outstanding, but is he worth taking up like?
0: No, 15 probably 15 not. Like salary yeah. cap. Yeah. If he if he turned down twelve million, million dollars, yeah. That's that's tough. That's tough to be like. Okay, we'll give you fifteen a year. That's you know, now lot. all of a That's sudden, a yeah, now all of a sudden, you add on twenty extra million dollars over f- four or five years, whatever that is. That's tough. That's definitely tough. But I think, I think this year, what Saquon proved to you is that he can be healthy, and yeah. that he can produce. Because w- what did he have in terms of injury? He had a ACL, and he had a f- he had a freak rolled ankle against. I, I believe it was New Orleans, yeah. or no, it was against Dallas. It was after the New Orleans game where he went bananas. And he caught like a 60 yard touchdown down the yeah. sideline, like he was AJ Brown. Like, this guy's absurd. This guy's a freak. He's the reason the Giants went from bust to boom, basically, um, on top of obviously the quarterback play and Brian Dable at, at the helm. But it was without Saquon, there was no Giants this year. There was no Giants in the playoffs, and there was no Giants getting past Minnesota. So, I, I think if you're New York, you don't. And, and I understand what you're saying in terms of going into the draft and the shelf life of running backs. Cause that's all true. Like you can go into the the draft and look at the, look at the Chiefs. They picked Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round. Not saying that you're always going to get a guy that late, but like he's a hell of a runner. And he's playing in the Super Bowl. Like we already touched on, like he's a really good running back. And you can definitely get a guy. And what are you paying him with, out of the draft? Like. He gets a decent signing bonus if you get him early in the draft, and then what is he getting per year? Like two million dollars, maybe. So, like, yeah, I think I think you could definitely get a running back that's that's maybe half, three quarters of of his production. But in terms of of you know production and, and ability are two different things, right? Like, so yeah, when it comes down to you know that first game of the year where you go for two against Tennessee, like. I don't think that that was necessarily the right move in hindsight. I guess it was, but like, do you do that? Do you even run that play without Saquon? And and if you do, does that other guy even get in the end zone? So I, I think he's an, X, he's an X factor, right? So I don't know that you can necessarily put a price on that. It is yeah. tough though. That's so much money to give a running back that has had that past of injuries and, and everything. So I don't, I don't know. That's a really tough situation yeah, for the Giants. decisions for the Giants.
2: And then uh, we got three interesting, super interesting quarterbacks that, you know, we really don't know what's the future for them. We have Jimmy G. It came out the other day that the Niners probably not going to pursue him in free agency. He's probably going to leave the Niners because they're going to stick with Purdy um, and Trey Lance, obviously. And then we have Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. Do any of them you think maybe get a starting job, or do you think Baker and Sam are now backups? And what do you think is a good landing spot for Jimmy G?
0: Man, well, to start with Jimmy G, I, that whole situation in San Francisco is is interesting. Obviously, he's not going to go back there. I think, um, no, I think they basically said with Kyle Shanahan was just like we're not taking him back. Mm. Um, so. You know He's going to go somewhere else. I think, honestly, if the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers, I think that'd be a great spot for Jimmy G. I think with that defense, with the ability to improve the O-line this year and the weapons that they have, I think Jimmy G can facilitate that offense, and I think they can be a contender in the AFC East with the Jets if they take Jimmy G. I think he's a serviceable quarterback. I think he's really good. He wouldn't be that pricey. What would he be in the eighteen to $22 million range? Yeah, in terms of how quarterbacks more. get paid. Yeah, yeah like, maybe a, he's like 25, maybe. He's not going to be too pricey. No. Um, whereas if you get Rodgers, you're paying him basically $45 million. Yeah. Um, You know, that basically strangleholds you on t- in terms of what else you can do uh, in the offseason. So, I I don't know. I think I think the Jets are a good fit for him. Um, I think wherever he goes, he's going to be a solid quarterback, though. I think he's proven that he can – you know not turn the ball over he can run the offense he's a smart guy he's not really that mobile but he's competitive and i think that goes a long way mm. um in terms of in terms of baker mayfield i think he proved that he can i don't know i think that's a, that's a really interesting situation in los angeles I, obviously i think stafford's supposed to come back this year and play uh so obviously baker's not going to play there but i i almost think that they hold on to him and 'Cause he's he's very similar to what Goff was in Los Angeles, where he's really good in play action, um, smart with the football. When you put Baker in the in the right system with Sean McVay, I think that's something he could do. So maybe he maybe he does back up in LA. Maybe they give Matt Stafford one more shot to go for that Super Bowl or just to play well, basically, and and not suck. Um, facilitate the offense through Cooper Cup again and then you know, maybe next year, the year after that, Baker Mayfield gets a starting job in Los Angeles after really learning that offense because he didn't even know the offense. And you know, he led that crazy what ninety-five-yard drive to win the game. Forget who he was against, but you know, definitely a player that could that could shine in an offense like McVay's. Yeah. Sam Darnold, I think he sucks.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so for me, for Jimmy G kind of a dark horse team i think that could pick him up i think is the patriots Ooh, i it's almost that yeah. history there and i wow, think that's bill, a, that's... bill is kind of sh- just done with mac and all Mac's antics and that's you know, good
0: that's that's not, i like that yeah i could
2: definitely see that happening and you know just the familiarity with the belichick system it seems like Mac kind of i don't know he just and i don't blame him but that's definitely not the Patriots way to be like yelling at your offensive coordinator on the sideline, you know, that's, you know, yes, no, definitely not. Right. But, uh, and I don't blame Mac because he had two defensive coaches calling plays for him. Like Jesus Christ, right, 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 right. right. But, um, yeah, I I think the Patriots would be a nice dark horse team maybe to get Jimmy G as far as Baker goes. I do. I agree with you. I think LA is a good spot for him to back up maybe Stafford for a year. And, um yeah,
0: learn from Stafford a little bit and then maybe Stafford retires or he decides yeah. he wants I mean, to he, move on. Yeah, Stafford's definitely I think he's very close to retiring, especially because he won that Super Bowl last year. He's kind of like he, he, I think he's chilling. He's in L.A. Yeah. He's enjoying the sun. He's older. Was he 37 years old? Uh, he yeah. really strived for that Super Bowl and, and Detroit couldn't get it. He's de- I think I think he plays one more year, tries to end his career on a higher note than it did last season. And then sayonara.
2: Yeah. And he's taken some I mean, some of those Detroit offensive lines were horrible. He was yeah, he's, punished. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's no Tom Brady as far as like, you know, basically not getting touched out there. He would yeah. get smacked around. So I could presume, yeah, he just really, um, you know, wants to just be safe and be healthy for the rest of his life. Um, as far as Darnold, I could see him sticking in Carolina, maybe with, and we didn't even touch on this, but maybe with um, what's his name, uh, the old Colts coach, um,
0: Frank Reich, yeah, yeah,
2: Frank Reich, now the yeah. coach of Carolina. He, you know, he runs a decent offense. That's pretty easy to learn. It worked for Carson once. Maybe it can work for Darnold. And yeah, I I don't know really what the Panthers are doing. As far as a quarterback situation, they're definitely
0: gonna they're definitely gonna draft one. So like, yeah, yeah, you maybe you keep Sam Darnold as a serviceable backup, right? Uh, that that's probably where he's not gonna go anywhere and start. I think maybe maybe Washington
2: if Washington because they're always like not good enough to get one of the top guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they always end up drafting like another defensive lineman, and then you know their quarter their they've been in quarterback hell too. So, and Heineke's, I
0: think, a free agent. So, who knows about that? If I, Taylor Heineke, he is not going back to Washington. After being benched for Carson Wentz, if I, I'm, if I'm Taylor Heineke, I am not touching Washington's it, organization again. No freaking way. I, and I
2: like Rod Rivera. seems like a nice guy. How is he still the coach? There?
0: I have no idea. Oh because God. that entire organization is a, is an absolute shit yeah, show. It the really entire is. organization. Yeah. They They, they – you know, change your name or not. You are still the same old Redskins, man. Yeah. Still the same old team. That yeah, with a
2: horrible owner that's just he seems like he's just a loser.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well wrapping up this this episode here. Everybody thanks for thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Uh if you want some some to each their own sports merchandise, go to Tito Sports merch.com we got some good stuff on there we got some locker room talk stuff on there um definitely some some good information on our blog as well you go on tito sports.com check us out on there thanks for listening um hey super bowl week it's going to be a fun game definitely on monday we're going to we're going to talk about the result of that game we're you know we're excited to watch it we're going to talk about definitely some more free agent stuff some draft stuff um, and then going forward after that, i are gonna talk about some, you know, maybe some basketball, maybe some some baseball stuff as well. Uh definitely as as the season in basketball starts to heat up and as you know, as baseball spring training starts, you know, on February 13th. So definitely some interesting stuff to talk about next Monday. And then going forward as well. We are we are all sports all the time, man. It's what we do here at Tito Sports. So for us, that's going to do it today. Life is good. Here we go.